Yes, shift happens, people. Life happens, events change and shift around us, and we have to learn how to pivot during that time, embrace change, even celebrate it to get to our next, which is even greater than where we were before. Hello, I'm Dr. Michelle McKinney-Hammond, and welcome to Life Talk, where we discuss all things pertaining to living, loving, and overcoming. I have a very exciting announcement to make. As you know, I've been on hiatus from book writing for quite some time. But, drum roll please, da 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 I have a new book coming out, September 12th, and you can pre-order right now on Amazon. It's called, When Shift Happens, Say Yes to Your Next. Yes, shift happens, people. Life happens, events change and shift around us, and we have to learn how to pivot during that time, embrace change, even celebrate it to get to our next, which is even greater than where we were before. So I encourage you to pick up a copy today, or if you know someone who's been going through changes, anybody out there going through changes, if you've been going through changes, there's a way to go through change, and there's a way to go through change. And we're going to be talking about that for the next couple of weeks leading up to the launch of my book. And if you are listening to this, also get excited. The Diva Conference is back, back in full swing, October 13th and 14th in Chicago. You can log on to my website to find out details on how you can come and spend a weekend with me. I'll be bringing my music ministry from Ghana, West Africa, and we are going to have an amazing time, woodshedding time, workshopping time. We are going to dig in deep on how to navigate through all the changes you've been going through emotionally, professionally, financially, all the way across the board. We've all been making adjustments ever since COVID actually, right? Life has never been the same. Some of us are still trying to learn how to navigate on this new terrain in this world that has changed so drastically. Some say that life is very fluid. Can you swim or do you feel like you're drowning and being overtaken by the waves of change? Let's talk about that. We'll be back in a moment after a music break. Do 
chose to leave his throne behind to liberate the lost and blind so they could see the way to heaven laying down his read a quote from my book that says, We live in a world that doesn't prepare us for the future, for change. Yet the shifting sands of time demand that we learn how to stand even when it feels as if we're losing our footing. It's been said that life happens, and indeed it does, faster than we expect or would prefer. I've seen it. I've experienced it. Have you? One day you're hot, the next day you're not. Cycles of thriving give way to merely surviving. Financial affluence gives way to seasons of leanness that leave you praying for your daily bread. What's the difference between those who flounder and those who flourish in the seasonal transitions of life that confront us as time marches on? It's the ability to understand and address the season you're in and assess its purpose that gives us the ability to navigate. Clinging to the past stops us from having that future that awaits us. Life, my friends, is an ongoing process. What appears to be the end is never the end. That roadblock, that failure, that seeming denial is merely a detour to your next. Where were you when the announcement was made that COVID was life-threatening and we all had to go indoors? You know, before that, it was, where were you on the day that Robert Kennedy was shot or John Kennedy was shot? But now as we fast forward through the future to where we live presently, the new where were you question is, where were you when you discovered that COVID was real and that it was going to affect you in a very powerful way that was going to change your life forever? Well, for me, I was getting ready to fly to London for several speaking engagements when the announcement was made. So I quickly called British Airways to find out if flights were going or not because everything was shutting down around me. And they said, oh yeah, it's fine. We'll be flying. And five minutes later, I get a text that my flight is canceled. I called, I said, I've got to get to England. They said, well, we have a flight going out Monday morning. I was on that flight, got to England. And can I tell you that Heathrow Airport never looked like that before? ever in my life. As many times as I've landed there, when you come through that receiving room door, the world awaits you. Every shade, every hue, every ethnicity is standing there waiting to greet someone coming from the other side. When I landed, the only person in the receiving area was the driver who had come to pick me up. There was actually an echo in the place. It was so empty, so surreal. It was just the weirdest feeling. And so my exciting journey began. Hmm. The next day, London shut down. 
Everyone was ordered indoors, and all of my speaking engagements went away. One of the pastors frantically decided, let's try to get something taped so that we just have it. So we snuck out and went to a church and taped a couple of things. And after that, it was over. Now, as God would have it, I would say, I was going to visit a friend of mine for about five days before I moved into the city to do my speaking engagement. She had a lovely home in the country and I hadn't seen her in a long time. And I said, I'm going to come and visit you and the family for a few days before I go into town to start working. So she said, oh, that's great. I get to her place. My five days turned into seven months. Well, five months with her, ironically, and then two months in my own flat. You see, I became a citizen of London all over again. I was born there, but I had never spent that much time there since I had been born there. Uh, It was an amazing time. Now, there were two reactions to this whole COVID outbreak. Some people welcomed the fact that they couldn't go anywhere. It gave them a chance to stay home, to rest, to refresh themselves. Some people took the time to go on diets and lose a lot of weight. Some people uh, started new businesses. I mean, there was a certain amount of people, a certain sector that thrived during COVID. But there was another sector that almost died during COVID. What was the difference? I believe the difference was mindset. For me, I was so grateful for the time off. I had been running ragged. I was really running on E, if I'm going to be honest with you. And I had told God, I said, God, I need like about two weeks where I don't have to do anything at all. I'm just, I'm tired. I just need to refresh my soul, my body, my everything. Well, you know, unto him who's able to give you exceedingly and abundantly above what you ask or think. The two weeks I asked for turned into the seven months. Now, that being said, I was not idle the entire time. I did take advantage of the first couple of weeks to just lounge. Everyone in the house was in relaxed mode. Well, except for a couple of them. Uh, my girlfriend was a pastor. Her, 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 her husband is a pastor. So they were both online with people who were going through various trials because of COVID. Uh, people dying, people being sick, people being afraid, uh, people just not knowing what to do. So they were on the hotlines counseling. Zoom took on a whole new meeting. I didn't even know about Zoom before COVID. Isn't that amazing that God can prepare you for something so that when it hits, things are in place. And those are the people who prosper. Let's talk about that in another episode, but just want to drop that in your hat to think about. So there I was after I watched all my shows and caught up on a couple of things on You know, I never get to watch TV. It was fun to actually watch a series. But after that, I started saying, okay, I don't have to stay in the house. I get to stay in the house. But what do I get to stay in the house and do? You see what I'm talking about? Mindset. If I say I have to do something, my options shorten drastically. All of a sudden, I am a prisoner of my circumstance. I am bound by what's going on around me, as opposed to when I say, I get to do something, the world opens. All the options are mine, there to examine and take advantage of. I'm telling you, I took advantage of the time. I got to rest. I got to relax. 
but I also got to create. After discovering Zoom, my little daughter Tega said, Mom, what about that hangout I've been trying to get you to do forever? Why don't we try that? Everybody's home. You'll have a captive audience. I said, okay, let's try it. So we announced that we were going to be hanging out together on Zoom on Saturday mornings, and three and 400 people showed up for the party. Wow, great discussions. We held them every Saturday for seven months. I found guests to come on. We talked about different things. We did breakout rooms. People from around the world got to meet one another. It was amazing. New friends were made, but also new mindsets were created. New attitudes were formed. Minds were renewed. Lives were being transformed every Saturday. All because of COVID. Now, there were others I spoke to during COVID that did not find it to be so rich. They felt imprisoned, relationships fell apart, marriages broke down, and we know that there were higher instances of domestic abuse and different terrible things that happened because people felt trapped with one another. What do we do when those unpredictable changes occur in our lives? How do we navigate through the unexpected How do we embrace a future that we're not sure of? These are the things we're going to be discussing in my book and on the next several weeks of this podcast. You know, as I told you before, life happens. But God also is happening while life happens. Life can start again. And it can be more exciting than it was before, depending on your approach to what is occurring around you. Life is fluid. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, which tells me that we are to have life. Life is not to have us. Life is not the master of us. We have been given all the tools and the accompanying Holy Spirit to be able to master life through all its changes, the dramas, the traumas, and all the in-between. So I don't want you to feel defeated when life changes unexpectedly. And let me tell you, I've mastered this in several different arenas in my life. If you don't know anything about me, I've loved and lost several times. I know what that's like. Um, I've even experienced widowhood before I got married. One of my boyfriends was killed by gunfire. This was long before we were arguing about guns. So it was even more traumatic, I think, at that point, because it's almost become normal in a horrible way to us now when we hear about gun violence. It's it's par for the course, even though it's tragic. Back then, it rocked my very soul. It rocked the foundation of who I was as a person, and it actually was the incident that brought me to Christ. I've been struck by a car, And disabled for over a year and a half, three operations later, learning to walk again. They said I'd never wear high heels again. That's when I said the devil is a lie. But you might say, whoa, Michelle, you don't look like all those things have happened to you. And there's a secret to it. Because some people wear their trials. Some people wear their changes. Some people wear their dramas and traumas physically. It's on their face, it's in their demeanor, it's in their posture. 
So how do we get to the place where these things occur to us, but they don't absorb us? Hey, don't forget to make your advanced purchase of When Shift Happens on Amazon.com. When you purchase advanced copies, it alerts Amazon something great is happening with this little book over here. Let's aim to make it a bestseller its first week out. Order your copy and don't forget to leave a review. Reviews are very important and they help push sales. So you can support me that way by getting the book and leaving a review. So your partner leaves you. What next? You suffer from financial fallout. What next? Your business fails. Your job ends. A loved one dies. The parents you know and love are now in need of your care. You're the parent now. Life as you know it is no longer the life you know and mastered. So what's next? What do you do when life seems to slow to a halt? When the things that worked before stop working? When the phone stops ringing? When you experience rejection, betrayal, denial? When the demand for what you did slows to a trickle or is no longer there? You feel irrelevant, voiceless, obsolete? Then, then what? doesn't mean you no longer have a purpose, a reason to keep on living or dreaming. Absolutely not. The challenge now becomes how to navigate your new season from a new perspective in order to complete your mission or even extend it. You know, I call it mastering your possibilities. I think that a lot of times we get stuck in a rut and we want change, but we're afraid of change all at the same time. It's the tension Um, that is created whenever life is transitioning us to something else. We have a tendency to groan, moan, complain, want something different, but not really be willing to take the drastic leap that it takes to make that difference occur. And so what happens is kind of like life is like a, a toothpaste tube. God eventually squeezes us out of where we are, and it's uncomfortable Uh, We protest, we resist, but we're out there. What next? As I mentioned before, life happens, shift happens. You know, I remember when I used to ride the bus in Chicago, one of the things that they told us is when you're riding the bus, you should never lock your knees if if you're in the unfortunate position of having to stand because all the seats are taken. Don't lock your knees because if the driver slams on the brakes suddenly, you'll go flying down the aisle because you are um, not flexible. But if you keep your knees loose when the when the bus stops, you just kind of sway. You don't you don't fall over. You don't tip over. You're able to to sway, follow the the force of where the bus is going, and then lean back into your original position. Life is like that. If we get locked in position, it's very hard to embrace change. And ultimately, it can tip us over and cause us to become paralyzed, um, lying there wondering, how am I going to get back up? Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. You've heard that before. I think that that happens for some people with change. They're jolted by it. They're mystified by it. They're paralyzed by it. But... We get to move forward in God because he knew about your change before you knew about your change. And so rather than folding and holding, 
you get to rise back up and be a better you. Because you know what? For every change, there's a lesson learned. For every change, you get the opportunity to be empowered to be better than you were before based on the experience that you just acquired. It's never the end. It's just another experience with more knowledge attached to it. You know, in the kingdom of God, there's no such thing as retirement. Mm, that just To me, that just says getting tired all over again. Get it? Retirement. <laughs> That's not hitting on anybody who's decided to retire. Hopefully, you're remaining active and doing other things that you've always wanted to do with your time. But purpose doesn't have an expiration date. So when changes happen, it doesn't terminate your purpose. It just uh, actually generates you getting to another level with your purpose. There's always a next. Our insistence that things remain the same in the face of things we can't control brings a disheartenment that causes us to question our worth and begin to compare ourselves to those who seem to be progressing without effort. Okay. Have you ever gotten on social media and started scrolling and felt smaller and smaller with every scroll because it seemed like everyone else was about the business of doing something amazing and you were just being you? You know, I've always said that mastering life requires that we master the mundane and celebrate those moments of magnificence. Let me say that again. Master the mundane and celebrate those moments of magnificence. Magnificence doesn't happen every day. The extraordinary doesn't happen every day. And so if that's what you're looking for, you'll be frustrated or bored and even worse, unproductive. But when we master the mundane, we're able to take the day as it comes and be able to function in a way that produces something at the end of that day, no matter how great or how small it's one step forward for you and for the people that you get to interact with. Now, I just want to ask you a question. Do you insist on life being the same? Or how badly do you want change? Nothing comes to stay. It all comes to pass. And in the passing, a way is made for something new and greater to emerge. We think about the seasons, and we're going to talk about the seasons quite a bit because I realize that change is cyclical and that it's also recurring. It doesn't just happen just once in your life. Uh, there's a saying, just when you thought it was safe, you know, something else happens. And that's the cycle of life. I think that when we grasp certain realities about life, we don't get so rocked by the things that seem to assault us when we're not looking for them. So I just want you to think today about what kinds of changes have been drastic markers in your life? What did that generate in you? Has it been productive or has it been unfruitful? Has it left you paralyzed or did it stir you up and give you energy and make you ready to do something new? We all go through changes. Life happens, shift happens. I'd love to hear from you and hear about some of the changes you've been through so that we can discuss them. You can always email me at askme at michellehammond.com. Now, 
I got to share this tidbit with you that a friend of mine wrote, Carl Wope, City of Refuge. He says, when you're at the top, be careful of the monster called pride. Pride will make you look down on the people who haven't attained your level of success. When you're at the bottom, be careful of the monster called bitterness. Bitterness will make you jealous and think that other people are the reason you haven't made it. When you're on your way to the top, be careful of the monster called greed. Greed will make you impatient and make you steal or seek shortcuts. And when you're on your way down, be careful of the monster called despair. Despair will make you think it's all over, yet there is still hope. Yes, there's still hope. Life can start again, and that's the exciting part. It can be better than it was before. What was in the past and so much more awaits. So raise yourself up to your full height and declare with confidence. Next, we'll talk again soon. Don't forget, make sure you pre-order when shift happens. Say yes to your next on Amazon now. So know that you are loved by God, loved by me, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Here's to living, loving, and overcoming. This has been Life Talk. Hey, if you enjoyed our discussion today, don't just keep it to yourself. Share it with a friend, like, and subscribe. Consider donating to MMH Ministries. More details in the caption. We'd love your feedback, or perhaps you have a question. Email us at askme at michellehammond.com or DM me on any of my social media platforms. And we'll talk soon.